Alright, let's just jump right in. <clears throat> hey guys. Shit. <laughs> Perfect start. <laughs> then we need to start Sorry. over. I did. Sorry, I didn't even think about the intro. So I started to drunk history shit again. Hey guys. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely get sued off that. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Paranormal Minds. I'm your host Shane, and I'm joined by my co-host Josh. What up? And Tommy. Hello. Tonight we are going to talk about zombies. So when I first say the word zombie, what what comes to you guys' head? What's your what's your first reaction when you think of a zombie? Undead. Yeah, I'd say like uh, Walking Dead type, maybe George Romero. I for sure. What what's wild is so looking at all the zombie stuff and it, it's just amazing how much they've evolved through the years. Last zombie movie I saw came out this year, uh, twenty twenty one, called Army of the Dead. Have either of you seen that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That one where they're like in Las Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what trips me out on that, so that's our most recent movie and we have zombies, uh flesh eating, uh turned by a virus, uh, but they're forming these societal norms. They have intelligence. They show signs of love for one another. So it's, it's wild if you just go backwards. So let's, let's just take a trip backwards through the progression of zombies through the years. Everybody knows Walking Dead. You know, the series aired in 2010, really making zombies super popular in, in pop culture. Uh, but still virus infected, everybody has it, everybody's going to die, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter, but it's based on a virus. We go back a little before that, 2002 is where we first got introduced to the uh, the fast-moving zombies, the ones that are jumping over walls and jumping through windows. Uh, that was in uh, 28 Days Later, is really our first, first toe dip into that kind of world with zombies. We go back even further, so the whole mind... The whole uh, vision of hordes, uh, you know, groups of zombies and flesh eating and going after brains would be in our uh, Night of the Living Dead in 1968. So that's well before our time, you know, so this is just what we've known our whole lives are these flesh eating hordes of virus infected zombies, right? Well, what's funny is right before that, a movie called The Plague of the Zombies came out in 1966. Now, this is what first introduced the virus aspect. Now, it kind of mixed together virus-infected uh, zombies and voodoo. And uh, the zombies didn't really go after and eat everybody, but they were mindless and they were on some sort of task. Uh, so that's really the fork in the road on where we got our modern-day zombies. Now, that played on the actual source of zombies, but we're gonna we're gonna play on one more movie. Our very first zombie movie, as we know it, came out in 1932, called White Zombie. And uh, this is about it has to deal with a witch doctor voodoo. And the zombie in the movie isn't isn't virus infected, isn't flesh eating. They're just a mindless controlled slave, right? Yeah. So that is the true sense of a zombie. The Folklore, the legends of zombies actually originated in the 17th century in Haiti. 
so back then, uh, slaves were forced to work on plantations, on these French-owned plantations. And among the slaves, the lore was spread that uh, it was uh, you could become a zombie as punishment for killing yourselves. Because, of course, they had no way out of this slavery. I mean, a horrible life. So they would they would kill themselves. Well, the the story started going around, or so it's so we say today that it was just a story. That if you did that, they would just resurrect you, and then you would be cursed to work on these plantations as a slave even longer as a zombie. Uh, so that went around during the slave days, and then after the uh, Haitian Revolution in 1804. That, that folklore kind of evolved a bit further, and that's where we get that, that voodoo aspect, that these voodoo priests would go around and they would raise the dead and have these zombies, uh, from giving them some sort of potion or whatever they're giving them, do like evil tasks for them, you know, like, go and kill this person, you mindless zombie for me, and, uh, you know, things, things like that, or even still slave labor. We're there in 1804, so now the, the meat of this, because what, what makes things weird, right? It's that, that we can prove them, that there's something fact about it, not just stories. Well, that brings us to the curious tale of uh, Clervius, Clervius Narcisse. Sorry, that's a hard name to spit out. <laughs> so, Clervius Narcisse was born in 1922 in Haiti. All right, so he, he went on, he's living his life, and um, in April of 1962, he admitted himself to an American-ran hospital uh, called the Schwitzer Hospital, I believe. Um, he was having flu-like symptoms, you know, coughing, uh, coughing up blood, you know, uh, fever, fatigue, things like that. Uh, so he progressively got worse over the next three days and died. So he died right at the beginning of May 1962. And uh, they kept him in the morgue for a day, and then they buried him. So that's that's the end, right? You know, Clavius was born 1922, died in 1962. Uh, it was documented, death certificate issued, hospital records, everything. Uh, he's dead. Well, 1980, the year is 1980, Clavius comes back. He uh, walks into his old village. People are, they recognize him. Uh, he goes, he talks to family members, he talks to his sister. Everybody knows it's him. There's no no confusion that this dude is just picking up somebody else's identity. It is Clarvius. His story is that the night he was buried, a voodoo priest uh, dug, dug him up, uh, gave him some sort of paste that made him mindless. And he was forced to go and work on a plantation. So when the, when the voodoo priest, or the bokor is what they're called, when the bokor died, uh, Clervia slowly regained his sanity, which a lot of these zombie slaves don't, don't do. They don't come back from this. But Clervius did. It only took him, what, 16 years, I think, is what that math lines up to. And he, he came back home in 1980. Uh, told this story. Uh... They they did. They checked the death records. They knew he died. They knew he was buried and dug up his grave. Of course, he wasn't in it. They proved it was him, and they've been baffled ever since on what happened <laughs> with this dude. Like, how 
How did this happen? Just so you know, he is officially dead. This time he, uh, he died in 1994 uh, with still no real uh, closure on what actually happened. He, he died with the story of he was a zombie slave for all these years and no one could prove him wrong. Weird stuff. What do, what do you guys think about that? I don't know. I, I've, I've heard a story like this. I don't know if it's the exact same story. Of course, what I was listening to, they didn't mention the guy's name. They just said that he was uh, a farmer. He died. Somebody found him on a plantation, you know, four years later, all this. So that's kind of scary to think about. What do you think, Josh? I don't know. Maybe he was on a zombie or, or on some kind of drug binge for all those years. I don't know. Or I don't know what he looked like when he came back. Those years between the 60s and the 80s was very, you know, drug-driven. I know they were talking about the farmer that helped the uh, Americans. The people, like there's this underground kind of, I don't want to say like terrorist organization, but like guerrilla organization, I guess you could say. And they essentially like drugged this guy and made it seem like he would die. They did the burial, they dug him up, and they just kind of kept him drugged a different way to keep him like mind um essentially like comatose but still able to function and he worked at a sugar cane until his debt was paid and they were like okay you're done but i want to say like this took place at like the early turn of the century that's pretty wild to think that because aren't the this this version of zombies like this Haitian style. Isn't there something like that in like the Hispanic version too? Like that's where the sugar skull thing comes from, like the Day of the Dead and stuff like that. Isn't it kind of the same? I haven't looked into it. I really don't know. I think I think the uh, shoot, it's been a while since I've looked at it, but I think the like Day of the Dead and that sort of thing is more on a spiritual level. Like I don't think they're actually rising from the dead, but I think it welcomes their spirits back. Uh, could be totally wrong, but that's that was always my <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I never really just dug into it. One of those things you're gonna see in movies and stuff like that, you know. Um, that might be something cool to dig into. Yeah, right. But this guy, I mean, for sixteen, eighteen years, how did nobody ever see him? You know, what plant was he? Where was the sugar plantation at? No shoot, I don't think it was that far away, but. How many people are just visiting random sugar plantations, though? I mean, he could have been right down the street from his sister. She never would have walked over there. That's true. Yeah. And he's just working all day and night. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure if you're the owner of the sugar plantation and you're keeping zombies, you don't want people just showing up unannounced. Right. So, you know, this uh, zombie paste or zombie powder or potion, whatever you want to call it, you know, through through the years, uh, scientists have actually got a hold of this from these bokors, from these people that practice voodoo. I mean, so it's a legitimate thing. It, it takes some stuff from like a puffer fish uh, called a tetrodoxin. It's taken uh, toxic substances from toads and frogs and then human remains, things like that. And so they've they've been able to decipher what these voodoo bokors have, which is... Is interesting because I'm mean, looking at this, and I don't know how 
you would actually resurrect somebody from the dead unless you just planned on it, right? You poison them while they were in the hospital. Like, this this person, they'll just excuse it as death, right? So then they slow down their heart rate, they get buried, you go and dig them up, then you give them pretty much hallucinogenic substances to, to kill that will. I mean, because we see similar things, minus the resurrection with, uh, you know, similar to what you were talking earlier, Tommy, but on the sex trafficking side. Okay. That we we still see that, uh, that people, hey, this, this girl isn't going to run, run away because we're keeping her on heroin. Yeah. So it could be as simple as that, but we just got to figure out what the, how, how did they get him out of the grave? Like, did they actually get in the hospital and do something like that? That, that seems hard to do, but being back, uh, what year was that in the sixties? I don't know. That still seems like it'd be hard to do in the sixties, right? Yeah. But I mean, a Haitian hospital though, well, we know how Americans were towards certain people in the sixties. Yeah, they may not even have looked into it. Yeah, you know, probably didn't care who was coming to see him. I've heard, like, you know, the, the this story and then the one I was talking about. I think I, I think you could do it with some type of, um, something kind of like heroin, like you're saying, and then do this weird paste. Well, I, I don't know. The reason I say that is because if you want somebody to come work for you, you definitely ain't fixed to fill them full of heroin because they're not fixing to do anything. <laughs> well, I mean, you know... Well, if you do it right off the bat, just to make them be dead. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder if that's the same kind of, like, uh, poison that Romeo and Juliet used. Mmm. Mmm, right? So that's that's been around for a while to trick someone into... Yeah, because what, Romeo and Juliet was written back in the 1700s, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the uh, the ingredients was different were different, but I mean, essentially, you got the same effects. You know, yeah. slow it down to the point where it's undetectable, and you know, yeah, but you still stay alive. Stuff like that has been used in movies and television shows for God knows how long. You know, at least since the '60s, like dealing with like James Bond and stuff. Yeah, they need to get out or get somebody out. They're just like, mm. oh, they're dead, and then. Next scene, they're up when they get another shot of something. I don't know. It's it's interesting how they like made slaves out of like out of this hallucinogenic and stuff. Hmm. If you just didn't want to pay for it, I guess it would be a good way to make everybody like all your your workers zombies. I couldn't imagine their brain working as slow as it is would keep up a good work pace. You know what I mean? Yeah, like their reflexes are just like very slow because i can't think yeah yeah unless they're just like program like this is one of those things where you give it to them and you program them to do that one thing and they do maybe they do do that one thing efficiently kind of it just creates muscle members so they just get faster while they're on the drug yeah yeah that's the only way i could see that being worth it in the long run unless you just didn't pay but well i you know, looking, I know they were talking about, like, uh, him probably breaking, like, traditional behavioral co- codes because he abandoned his children. And they're saying, like, he was made into a zombie as a punishment. So, the is that the ingester of the poisoning was alleged to be his brother, who he had quarreled over land and inheritance with. So, it could be, like, maybe... Maybe it's not about like being financially, but this is a way to punish bad people. Like they argued because he did abandon his children 
and he was made into a zombie as punishment. So, <clears throat> and maybe his brother was just mad that, you know, I don't know how they quarreled over the land. Like, if he was like, no, I'm taking the land and the inheritance, and you can just go off somewhere. Maybe he just is like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm going to get it all, and poisoned them. How did he get his mind back? Did they just quit giving him the... Yeah, the uh, Bokor, who was continuously drugging him, died after three years, he said. So even though he was gone that 16, 18 years, however long it was, he hadn't been drugged in a good bit of that. So it took him that long to just kind of figure out, remember, I guess, who he was and come back. But yeah, if he died three years and he was gone 18, so that means, yeah, he had a good 15 years, 14, 15 years of still (laughs) being confused, I guess. (laughs) And I'm sure he was surrounded by other zombies. (laughs) Something like, wait, what is this? I think he was already old at that point. He was in his 40s when it happened, but... Or right at 40. Do you do you think, like, maybe in some way, like, he watched himself grow old not knowing it? Maybe. I'm... Like, the reason I say it is, like, you know how when you take, like... Like, when you, when you if you drink too much or something... You know, people will be like, oh, I can hear myself saying, don't do that stupid thing in my head yeah. while I do it. Maybe that's what, you know, maybe that was something he was going through. Like, man, I don't want to be here. Like an addiction almost. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say that. That reminds me of, that sounds eerily like a testimony with uh, Jeffrey Dahmer victims. You know, he, I mean, I guess in a sense he was, he was making zombies, right? I don't think he was using poison. I think he was using drills and battery acid. and Yeah. But I think, I could be totally making this up. It might be something from a movie or something. But it was described as, you know, watching your body doing stuff. Just like you're just talking about. Like, you, you're conscious, but you can't do anything to control it. That would be scary as hell. Because I, 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 that's one of the biggest things in my world, in the world to me. Uh, it's the fear of losing my ability to control my own body. Uh, that just scares me more than just about anything. Like, when I can't move my arms, I freak out. Yeah. Because I feel like I can't defend myself or something, you know? Sleep paralysis would probably kill you. It probably would. (laughs) All right, so next April Fool's Day, I'm getting some of this zombie paste, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm not as good as I used to be about doing drugs, okay? I was better at it back in the day. These days, not so much, okay? (laughs) We're we're about to get onto a topic that none of us want to talk about or have published out on the internet. Right? (laughs) The wondrous things of editing. Oh, right. (laughs) That'd be some some shit, though. Try to pull a prank like that, and then you're stuck washing a window for the next 15 years. Oh, my God. But when I was done, (laughs) that'd be the cleanest fucking window you've ever seen in your life. Because it wouldn't be there anymore. You shattered it and just forgot about it. And (laughs) cleaned it so much, it has a groove in it from the window, (laughs) from me washing it. It just it just becomes so thin because you're just taking layers off every you know two years. Uh, <laughs> my thing is is like is this like the only known person to actually been interviewed? Now there's a ton of them out there. Uh, what makes uh, Clairvia special is that it was recent enough and in uh, an inhabited enough area that there was legitimate legal records of his death okay 
other people have claimed it, but you know, it might have been a uh, you know a smaller vi- village in Haiti or a surrounding area, so they didn't really have death certificates and things like that. Yeah, that that kind of just like little. Oh yeah, Bob down the street. You know, he was a zombie for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of lot of cases, a lot of people. That's probably where the story you had already heard. You know, there's a lot of people have talked about it. Yeah. But this is the only one with legitimate proof, and probably just because it was an American-ran hospital that did things the American way with their documents. Okay. So yeah, yeah. This story I heard. Um... It was more like this one guy, it was a Marine, that saw the guy four years later working on a plantation after he had personally witnessed the guy die. Oh, shit. It, it was like a, a doctor later was like trying to figure out what happened to this guy. So I was just wondering, like, you know, it, it wasn't like the guy's point of view at all. It was other people, and that's why I was like, is this, you know, the only person that was actually interviewed, you know? That that is a scary thought that somebody could do that to you. Talk about like just completely losing your free will. But uh I wonder how we went from like that part of like zombies to like cannibalism. Oh, was that like part of like some of the stories maybe? Uh not that I saw. I think that that was shifted in the 60s with that one that one movie, uh The Plague of the Zombies. No, no, not the play. Not Night of the Living Dead. So, uh, who's that? George George A. Romero. He just yeah. He was just like, you know what? What'll make these things scarier? They eat people. Oh, <laughs> brains, <laughs> like, brains. I guess I guess that's why it's like dealing with brains. You know. Uh, <laughs> I've seen that movie before. The nineteen sixties Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Used to come on TV <laughs> when we were younger. <laughs> I'll give it to him. The ending, I, I didn't expect it. I won't ruin it for anybody. But I'm like, oh. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm going to be honest. That's, that's a movie that still kind of holds up today, in my personal yeah. opinion. Just how creepy it was, even though the budget compared to today's movies are. Man. But I, I, was, I was just wondering if like maybe that was something like people were like, oh, yeah, they're also like cannibals. I wonder that that could come into play, though, with... Uh observing animals though so we know that there's different parasites uh diseases out there that are affecting animals uh, the one i'm most familiar with is the toxioplasma gondii. oh yeah that, yeah that would take over they would get into a rat and it would take over its brain and make it get out and get eaten by a cat because the parasite could only uh, reproduce in the stomach of a cat so maybe just association uh, with the zombies back in the day and how they acted probably reminded the people of maybe some of these rats they had seen. And the rat would do this self-destructive behavior followed by eating. And, you know, they didn't get, they didn't eat, but they got eaten. And I could see why that story could combine and get twisted down, down the line. I, I find it interesting that this guy spent like 16 years just, in an, I guess you'd say, awake coma, working after being dead. All right, so I think we need to go to go to the lab. Let's whip up some of this voodoo paste. Let's get a hold of some Tassioplasma Gandhi parasites. Let's uh, get some mad cow disease. Mix it all up and inject it in somebody. See what happens. <laughs> I'm down. Tommy's going to be the one that takes it. Oh. He, he did not oppose, so I guess that's uh, that's that. <laughs> Great. All right. Uh, all it takes is two, two for I missed it. all of that. 
<laughs> Even if Tommy what did happened? oppose, there's nothing he could do. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so glad of you to. Uh, no, I mean, no, we, we know you were listening. Sitting we know there, you were listening. Just, just say I agree. Just say I, I didn't know what I'm agreeing okay. to because that gum it. I feel like I'm going to be a zombie. Look, it's me and Shane. What are you worried about? I'm going to be a zombie. <laughs> much, much worse. Oh God, much, much gummit. worse. I agree. <laughs> We'll just we'll just call it something different, like we're in The Walking Dead. You know, everybody has their own word for zombie. Uh, we'll call you a, a flesh biter. <laughs> does that does that make it better? No. I feel bit. like it does. I feel like it does. <laughs> what if we we tie knives to all your fingers? That'd be cool, right? Edward flesh biter. What? <laughs> Anyways, what are we talking about? <laughs> then, you, then you can fillet your meal before you get after it. You know, just you don't even. Need, <laughs> oh my god! You don't even need to just bite them. Just say okay. I agreed. Sweet. So we're all three on board on this one. It was easier than I thought it was going to be. You just stay tuned for the next episode. We're just going to try to debunk this uh, <laughs> this zombie paste. <laughs> Homemade. <laughs> Homemade. Yeah, with a few my extra. My wife is going to kill y'all. No, she won't get the chance because you're going to eat her. <laughs> get her flesh biter. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How do we keep him from eating us? Like, I ain't even thought about that. See, your plan is flawed. We put him in a cage that's only got one way out. That's what we do. Well, how are you going to get me back in the cage? into his house. Like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when my Discord messes up. <laughs> Same thing that happens if you don't reply to our text messages. I know. I know. <laughs> Me and Shane come up with these crazy schemes to do things to you. <sighs> uh, to anybody listening, I'm being held against my will in their basements. Okay. I'm leaving that in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think, man, just looking at this, I don't, I don't think this is anything to debunk my personal opinion. Uh, Voodoo is interesting. You know, it's a lot of practice with tangible items and tangible results. You know, it's not mystic arts completely. It's a, a lot of usage of potions and that zombie pace. I don't doubt at all that Clairvius is telling the truth. Um, I think I'm with you guys. The Romeo and Juliet serum, whatever it's called, made him appear dead in the hospital. He got buried. The Bocor dug him up and... Brought him to the plantation. I'm, I'm curious though. Your time frame, Tommy, where you were talking about the was it someone in the navy, uh, marine, a marine. So, how long ago was that? I would I would have to go back and watch that video. It was on extra credits, so I'd have to go back and look. But I want to say it was like let me let me go to. I will have to say that you would have to be either you've done this a lot or or just you're pretty good with your. Your uh, measurements, because to put a toxin like a puffer fish has in somebody's body without killing them, you'd have to be pretty good about that. I wonder if there would be any, like, over-zombified ones. Like, did they still keep them around? Like, this dude can't work the fields, but maybe you can pour me a drink, like, when I come in? <laughs> yeah, it'd be full of drool. Where's my bourbon? <laughs> 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 a little slimy, just like I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of curious as to what you'd feel like being a zombie, like what it's actually like. 
I feel it'd be like the uh, whole. Uh, like I said, like probably getting nineteen fifteen. So it was around the time that we invaded. So it was like nineteen fifteen. Uh, so we're we're in the same same time frame with uh, Clavius. He was born in nineteen twenty two. So not. Uh, I was just wondering if if we would still see this, if they're still practicing this. Oh, I would imagine they do. Yeah, probably not in like big populated areas, but maybe. It does make me wonder, this is kind of off topic. You remember the movie Crank, right? And he gets in the taxi cab with that dude and he's like, that's that hash on shit, man. And he gives him that drug and dude's all wonky, like called him the devil and all kinds of other things. I guess because dude got up and walked away. Yeah. (laughs) I understand like voodoo is a very powerful thing. So... I was wondering if we were going to roll into, like, the Cajun-style voodoos. Oh, like a hoodoo? Not really. I guess that's really not zombie-esque. That's more like, I'm going to take out my frustrations on you. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I am I would like to do an episode on, like, hoodoo and voodoo. Um, just because, and I know it's like a religious thing. I've tried to, I mean, there's no real way to keep religion out of this type of topic. Uh, but I was trying not to single out, a, you know one religion you know um because then i didn't want it to become like okay now got to do christian and you know muslim islam stuff like that um <clears throat> but there is a lot of like paranormal stuff that evolves around especially like witchcraft and stuff like that around hoodoo and voodoo so and most of it is mostly because white people are scared of it yeah, I think it's one of those things that we weren't. It's not something we were around. Mm. I th- I think it was voodoo or hoodoo, where they mixed Christianity with traditional African beliefs. So, but that can be a topic for another day. I don't know. I it, I think it's crazy. You know, I think it's good to think of zombies not in a way of like cannibalistic, but like this is actually what a zombie is. You know, essentially just a slave that's in a coma that works for you, which is very scary to think about. Like, like you said, what if they are still doing it somewhere? Well, you made me made me think, uh, referencing the Cajun and New Orleans stuff. So pulling it up, uh, depending on who you talk to down in New Orleans, uh, there's still zombies down there. I see a reference of a. A jazz zombie. I, <laughs> I won't. This, this is gonna make us take a whole other hour for this conversation because now I'm now I'm curious because you know just a who's this jazz zombie? Jelly Roll Morton. Oh, Jelly Roll. I, I'm quoting from the Dallas Morning News. Right, so an article they had here. Jerry Gandolfo is who they were talking to down here, and he's given all these facts about New Orleans zombies. Uh, so he, he referenced, you know, the Haitian folklore. Uh, yeah, going in, into this other stuff, Jelly Roll Morton was a jazz zombie. Um, let's see, when his career went south, his godmother fixed things. His godmother was a voodoo queen. So she kept, okay, different way of thinking of this the slavery stuff. So instead of programming them to get out and run a plantation, like, now nah, we're going to make you good at jazz. Now, th- Now that brings the question... Um. Oh my God! I cannot think of his name. And I just talked about it a while back. Um, 
guy who sold his uh, soul at the crossroads. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that kind of like the crossroads thing where you... Yeah, like, talked to people, and they were like, man, he couldn't play worth a lick. He left, and nobody seen him for like six months to a year, and he came back, and he could play better than anybody in the area. So you think, and that's where the thing was like, he said he sold his soul to the devil. What if he didn't, but he was just like zombified to be good? Sold his soul to a, to a voodoo, voodoo priest or priestess. Oh, man. And that makes a lot of sense. So depending on your beliefs on if you have a soul or not or any of that, you sell your, quote, soul to a voodoo person. Once they are ready to collect, they fully zombify you and you're stuck doing their bidding. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't but like, I think three years later, he wound up dead. Quote, dead. <laughs> Air quotes. He got... <laughs> He got dug up. He's on a plantation. Rubbing windows. He was 27 in like (laughs) 1936, so he might be dead. (laughs) Like dead, dead. Unless zombification makes you live forever. I'm sure your body still deteriorates, but if you're not doing all the things that we do to kill ourselves anyway, you know, all this self-destructive behavior, and then combine it with today's technology. I mean, you replace a limb when it falls off with robotic limb. Got some cyborg voodoo zombies out there. I, I guarantee it. You probably do. It, it's got to slow your body down some kind of way. And they say that your organs are a lot like a, the engine of a car. Your heart only has so many miles on it before it just gives out. So you slow it down. Maybe, maybe it helps you live longer. You know? Yeah. Who knows? Cyborg zombies, like alien mermaids. Is that where we're going with this? <laughs> yes. Just accept it. Okay. We're, we're going to have to assemble like a Magic the Gathering deck with all these creations <laughs> we're making. <laughs> Mermaid aliens, cyborg zombies. What are you coming up with next, Josh? Huh? Huh? Uh, millions of little gremlins. I don't know. They're all one-one creatures. <laughs> one-ones? Oh, no. <laughs> you do a million one-one hits, what you gonna do? <laughs> Nothing. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, Cactar on Final Fantasy. That sucker hits you with 10,000 needles, you're done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, guys, I think we've I think we figured it out. I mean, uh, let's do some... Some final thoughts. I mean, my, mine are just, just what we said. I, I believe. I think that his death was fate. The voodoo, the, the Bokor was involved in the hospital, dug him up, put him out there. And I, I do. I still think we're probably seeing this today. Uh, you can easily Google the ingredients to zombie powder. So I'm, I'm sure this is still going on. What, a, what are your final thoughts, Josh? Oh yeah, I definitely believe, you know, he the, like you said that he was uh, I don't know if it was a fake death, but a death nonetheless and then he come back cuz too many people are like, yeah, it's him. And then they dig the grave up, he's not there. So, I, I fully believe, yeah, that it is it was voodoo now whether he was on a plantation or not, I don't know, but I'll go with he was. I have no reason to doubt him. I I feel the same like like Josh said might have been not a real death, but a death nonetheless, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, dug up and made to work on the plantation. So, yeah, great. 
I love it when we all end on the same page. Maybe not on the uh, cyborg zombies, but yeah. No, no, no. That's a real thing. <laughs> That's cool. We're we're all ending on that same. Page. We still believe that. <laughs> right. Although if if they if they're cyborg, and they put their like brains inside of a skull, like a not a skull but a metal helmet, how do you kill it? Uh, blowtorch. <laughs> After 104 degrees, the brain starts to cook itself. Oh, that's true. You gonna stay up there that long? I picture a giant one. I was wondering, like, what are we, Attack on Titan over here? Like, I don't... (laughs) (laughs) Go big or go home. If you're gonna make a zombie cyborg, you can't make no puny zombie cyborg. I'm not gonna lie. I pictured cyborg from, like, Teen Titans Go. All right, well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, These are just our thoughts, and hope to talk to you next time.